Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show, and I am your host, Joey Harris. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. And folks, my post office saga never seems to end. We've had a slow period and then things kind of picked up and I was shipping out more packages. So I went in this week for the first time, I guess, without a mask. And the guy was like, I don't think I've ever seen the bottom half of your face. He then wondered if my wife had any clothes left or if she was down to wearing potato sacks. And I had told him, no. She goes to Goodwills and gets clothes to sell and all of that. But regardless of that, here with a bonus show today, folks, because we are continuing our look at some of the shows from 1987 WWF. And today we're going to be looking at the event that shaped wrestling for the next 30 years. WrestleMania 3. A big hat tip to Wikipedia here for filling in some of the information for me. WrestleMania 3 was the third annual WrestleMania Pro Wrestling pay-per-view event produced by the WWF. The event was held on March the 29th, 1987 at the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. WrestleMania 3 is particularly notable for the WWF's claiming a record attendance of 93,173 and the largest recorded attendance of a live indoor event in North America at the time. This record itself stood until January the 27th, 1999, when it was surpassed by the papal mass presided over by Pope John Paul II, held at the TWA Dome in St. Louis, Missouri, which drew in the audience of 104,000 people. The only WWF-WWE event with an official higher attendance was WrestleMania 32, held at AT&T Stadium. The event is considered to be the pinnacle of the 1980s wrestling boom. The WWF generated 1.6 million in ticket sales, Almost 1 million fans watched the event at 160 closed-circuit locations in North America. The number of people watching via pay-per-view was estimated at several million, and pay-per-view revenues were estimated at 10.3 million, setting a record for the time. We start out with our intro. A live shot of the crowd, and there are a substantial number of people there. Vince McMahon is in the ring to welcome us to the magnificent Silver Dome, and then welcomes us to WrestleMania III. He then does that classic introduction of Aretha Franklin to sing America the Beautiful. She does a good job with the song, but apparently did not make any friends backstage because Gorilla Monsoon buries her on an episode of Primetime Wrestling a few weeks after this. The crowd cheers her. Gorilla Monsoon welcomes us to the broadcast booth. He is with Bob Euchre, Mary Hart, and Jesse Ventura. Euchre says he's so happy to be here. Jesse says that he's pumped up for WrestleMania 3. Hart says she has always wanted to stand in the broadcast booth with the body, the gorilla, and the youth. They are all having fun. Don Morocco and Bob Orton Jr. with Mr. Fuji versus the Can-Am Connection, Rick Martell and Tom Zink. The bell rings. Morocco and Martell start. They lock up and Morocco pushes off. They lock up again and again Morocco pushes off. Another lock up and Martell goes for a side headlock. Morocco pushes off. Martel comes back with a shoulder block to knock Morocco down. They lock up and drive to a corner, and Morocco with a knee to the midsection of Martel. Corner whip to Martel, who leapfrogs backwards to avoid the charge in. Martel hip locks Morocco as he comes out of the corner. Martel goes for another leapfrog in the middle of the ring and gets caught by Morocco halfway through, so he turns it into a proto Frankensteiner. They lock up, and Morocco gets the side headlock. Martel moves backwards. Tags Zink in and then pushes Morocco off. Zink with a leapfrog and then a double monkey flip to Morocco. Orton comes in and gets hip tossed over by the Can-Ams. Orton tagged in after the heels regrouped on the floor with Mr. Fuji. They lock up again and Orton gets a side headlock on. Zink pushes off. Orton comes back with a shoulder block. Zink with a scoop slam. Orton comes up and goes to the wrong corner and Martel punches him. He then gets arm dragged by Zink into an arm bar. 
Orton gets to his feet, and Gorilla says Zink has excellence of execution as he would about several wrestlers before it was exclusively used to talk about Bret Hart. Orton goes over to the turnbuckle and tries to run Zink headfirst into the turnbuckle, but Zink blocks it and Orton goes in instead. Zink arm drags Orton out of the corner and goes back to the armbar. Orton gets back to his feet and hits Zink with a knee to the stomach. Orton with a full Nelson. Zink reverses it. Morocco comes in. Referee Joy Morella goes to get him out as Orton reverses the move again. Morocco goes to hit Zink, who slips out, and Morocco ends up hitting Orton. He gets a two count. Zink tags Martel in and holds the arm for Martel to hit an elbow drop from the second rope. Martel with the wrist lock. Orton grabs the hair to force Martel down to the mat. Orton goes to tag Morocco in, but Martel holds on to his arm and forces Orton back down to the mat. Martel drops a leg on Orton's arm then goes back to an armbar. Zink tagged in. He hits Orton and gets a wrist lock on him. Morocco tagged in. Zink scoop slams Morocco. Zink goes back to the wrist lock. Morocco pushes off and drops down, and Orton buries a knee in Zink's back as he hits the ropes on the far side. Morocco tags Orton in, then delivers a neckbreaker to Zink, and Orton drops an elbow on Zink from the second rope. That gets the two count. Orton with an elbow smash. Zink pushes off and then a double collision in the center of the ring, and both men are down. Both Morocco and Martel tagged in. Martel unloads on Morocco with punches. Martel with a corner whip, and Morocco goes up and over in the corner. All four men in now. Martel slingshots Morocco back over the top rope. Morocco and Orton get the Can-Am connection in opposite corners and go to corner whip them into each other. Can-Ams reverse both Orton and Morocco, and Morocco accidentally backdrops Orton. A double drop kick to Morocco. Zink drop kicks Orton to the outside of the ring. Morocco reverses an Irish whip. Martel comes back with a crossbody as Zink gets down and Morocco trips over him. Martel gets the pin. Gorilla and Jesse replay the finish. Flashback to what has happened between Billy Jack Haynes and Hercules. Mean Gene Oakland interviews Bobby Heenan and Hercules. Heenan says it's Billy Jerk Haynes. Hercules says it's like thousands of years ago when he took his chains and pulled down the pillars of Rome. Then he talks about Atlas and Samson. You aren't that Hercules, dude. He says they are going to find out who the true master of the fool Nelson really is at the Silver Dome. Heenan says it's Billy Jerk Haynes before Okerlund corrects him. Full Nelson Challenge Match. Billy Jack Haynes versus Hercules with Bobby Heenan. This is our first look at the carts that they use to bring the competitors to the ring. A weasel chant goes out. The bell rings and they are nose to nose in the ring. They butt heads like two bulls until referee Dave Hebner separates them. They go to different corners before circling each other. They lock up and jockey for position before letting go. They lock up again. They drive to a corner. Hebner gets in between them to try to get them to break and Hercules sneaks a knee into Haynes' stomach. Then another couple of knees to knock Haynes down. Hercules with some forearms to the back of Haynes when he gets back up. Hercules with a corner whip, but he misses the charge when Haynes moves. Haynes with some chops to Hercules. Haynes with the press slam to the roar of the crowd. Haynes goes for the full Nelson, but Hercules quickly slips out of the attempt and gets to the ropes. Haynes grabs Hercules' legs when he tries to kick to the stomach and spins Hercules around. He then chops Hercules. He drives Hercules back to the corner with shots and chops. Haynes with a corner whip. Hercules comes out of the corner with a big clothesline. Both men down. A double count going. Both get back to their feet on a seven count. Haynes falls back down and Hercules attacks him with kicks. Hercules with an Irish whip and a backdrop. Hercules with a corner whip to Haynes, driving him back first into the corner. Then another corner whip to Haynes. Hercules with a suplex. He gets a two count, but picks Haynes up before the three count. Jesse and Gorilla can't believe it. Jesse says that's a dangerous move and Monsoon says that's a big mistake in his book. Haynes coming back with shots to the midsection. Hercules blocks a suplex attempt and hits a forearm to Haynes' back, and Haynes appears hurt. Hercules with a backbreaker. Hercules with some right-hand punches to Haynes. Hercules with another body slam to Haynes. Hercules goes for the suplex. He gets the move on, but the fingers aren't locked as Monsoon is quick to point out. Haynes trying to break the hole. Haynes sinks to one knee. Dave Hebner is checking to see if Haynes is out. The arm doesn't fall three times as Haynes fights to come back. He makes it back to his feet and breaks the hold. Hercules with a forearm to the back. He then hits an elbow to the back and Irish whips Haynes. Double clothesline and both men are down. 
double count going, both up by the count of eight. Haynes blocks a shot and comes back with a right hand. Haynes hits an inverted atomic drop, but Haynes' back is still bothering him. Haynes with the clothesline and an Irish whip. He plants a foot into Hercules' stomach. He then chops Hercules and clotheslines him. He then does a leg drop on Hercules and Hulk Hogan is very concerned in the back. Then a fist drop to Hercules and Haynes climbs to the second rope to drop another fist on Hercules. Haynes goes for the full Nelson. Hercules fighting it, trying to get to the ropes. He gets to the ropes and both men spill through the ropes to the outside. Haynes gets the full Nelson back on at ringside. Both men get counted out. Heenan hits Haynes with a cheap shot from behind. Haynes starts to go after Heenan who quickly backs away. Heenan goads Haynes into the ring, where Hercules attacks him with the chain. Haynes is bleeding. Hercules hits him with the chain again as Dave Hepner is screaming at him. He hits him a couple of more times to knock him out. Hercules picks Haynes up and puts his full Nelson on Haynes. Hercules finally lets go and grabs his chair. Hercules and Heenan then leave. They review the end of the match. Mean Gene interviews King Kong Bundy. He is with Lord Littlebrook in Little Tokyo. Bundy says big trouble comes in 450 pound packages like King Kong Bundy. He wants Hillbilly Jim most of all. If the other two get in his way, he will squash all three of them. Bob Uecker joins commentary. Mixed tag team match. King Kong Bundy, Little Tokyo, and Lord Littlebrook versus Hillbilly Jim, Little Beaver, and the Haiti Kid. The heels get booed heavily when they get announced. Mean Gene interviews the faces. Hillbilly Jim says he's concerned about his little buddies and he's going to do everything to make sure that they're okay. The faces get a great reaction when they come out. Hillbilly Jim does a cartwheel when he gets in the ring. Big men are supposed to be in together and small men in together. Haiti Kid and Little Tokyo in first. Haiti Kid with an arm drag. Little Tokyo with a side headlock. Haiti Kid goes for an atomic drop, but Little Tokyo keeps the side headlock on and does a takeover to Haiti Kid. Haiti Kid with a push off. All four of the little guys in and they do a crisscross. The heels hit each other and the faces do some rowboats with them. Haiti Kid with an atomic drop to Little Tokyo. Haiti Kid with a front face lock and tags Little Beaver in. He gets the front face lock on. Little Tokyo with a knee to the stomach gets a side headlock on and punches Little Beaver in the face. Little Beaver slaps Little Tokyo in the face. Little Brook tagged in. They lock up, get to the ropes, and break. Little Brook drives Little Beaver to the heel corner. Referee Jack Lotz admonishes Littlebrook, allowing Little Tokyo to choke Little Beaver in the corner. Little Beaver gets out and punches Bundy in the stomach before going back to the center of the ring and locking up with Littlebrook again. Bundy tagged in. He goes after Little Beaver, who crawls between Bundy's legs. He then drop kicks Bundy to no effect and then tags Hillbilly Jim in. The crowd roars when he gets in. They lock up and Bundy with a forearm to the back. Bundy with an Irish whip. Hillbilly Jim ducks a clothesline attempt and hits a clothesline of his own. Hillbilly Jim drops an elbow on Bundy. He covers Bundy and asks Haiti Kid and Little Beaver to cover Bundy with him also. Bundy kicks out at two. Bundy with a kick to Hillbilly Jim's stomach and a forearm to the back. Bundy with an Irish whip and a back elbow. He knocks Hillbilly Jim down. Bundy with a front face lock to Hillbilly Jim. Little Beaver comes in and hits Bundy with his slipper to break the hole. Bundy can't catch Little Beaver. Hillbilly Jim with a forearm shot to Bundy. Bundy with a corner splash. Bundy with a kick and a boot to Hillbilly Jim in the corner. Little Beaver comes back in to break it up and Bundy grabs him. Bundy with a scoop slam to Little Beaver. Bundy then drops an elbow on Little Beaver. The bell rings. Bundy goes for the big splash. He's been disqualified. The Haiti Kid drags Little Beaver out of the way and Bundy's own partners have even turned on him for what he has done. Bundy yells at them and then goes out of the ring. Howard Finkel announces Hillbilly Jim, Haiti Kid, and Little Beaver as the winners to the roar of the crowd. Hillbilly Jim picks up the prone Little Beaver. Mary Hart interviews Miss Elizabeth. She asks Elizabeth if she is trepidatious, and Randy Savage comes in and says that trepidatious is the word, and says that Mary Hart must be fascinated with the macho man, and if she wants to ask him any questions, he'll answer them one by one. Mary says to tell him the truth, she was really looking forward to talking with Elizabeth. He says he's the Intercontinental Champion. Mary asks Elizabeth if it is always this way. Savage says he can't believe it. Fascination is the word of the day and enthusiasm is where he goes. He then says Elizabeth down that aisle and tells Mary Hart that his phone number is on the back of his license plate. Flashback to what led up to the Harley race. 
junkyard dog match. Mean Gene talks to Harley Race, the fabulous Moolah, and Bobby Heenan. Mean Gene says there could be a new king in the JYD or a re-coronation of the current king, Harley Race. Race says that's right, a re-coronation, keep it that way. Moolah says it would be her pleasure to crown Harley Race again and to have JYD bow to Race like he is supposed to. Heenan hands her the crown, saying he is giving her the crown jewels. Bob Euchre sees Moolah and Bales on the broadcast position to chase after her. Mean Gene interviews the junkyard dog. Gene asks him after the smoke clears in this one, does he feel like he's going to be wearing the crown? JYD says, just as sure as he is black and the day is sunny, Mean Gene, he's going to be wearing that crown because Harley Race has been sitting on the throne for too long. It's time for him to move along and let the dog sit on the throne with the crown on his head. Winner will be the king of wrestling. Loser must bow to the king. Harley Race with Bobby Heenan and the fabulous Moolah versus the junkyard dog. JYD gets a tremendous reaction when he gets in. The bell rings and they circle each other. They lock up and get to the ropes. Race with a shot that JYD blocks and goes for a shot. Race blocks that one, but JYD catches him with a short right hand. Heenan grabs JYD's leg, so JYD goes out after him. Heenan lures JYD back into the ring and straight into a knee by Race. He hits JYD with an elbow. JYD comes back with some right hands and a headbutt. JYD comes over and Race rams his head into JYD's midsection. Race throws JYD to the outside. Race comes out on the apron and kicks JYD down to the floor. Race goes for the headbutt to the floor, but JYD moves. JYD rolls back into the ring. Heenan helps Race get back in the ring. JYD grabs Race on the apron. He turns Race around and clotheslines him back in the ring. JYD puts Race's head between his legs and stomps down, driving Race back over the top rope to the outside. Race gets back up on the apron, and JYD grabs him again and scoop slams him in. JYD gets an abdominal stretch on. Race flips out of it with a takeover to JYD. Race headbutts JYD but does more damage to himself. JYD with the corner whip, and Race falls up and over to the outside. Race gets back in, and JYD immediately thumps him with a headbutt. JYD with several headbutts. Heenan gets up on the apron, distracting JYD, allowing Race to hit him with a belly-to-belly suplex and pin JYD. Heenan and Moolah put the robe on Race while Howard Finkel announces that JYD must now bow and kneel. They get a chair and Race sits down. Moolah and Heenan demanding that JYD get down and bow. JYD does a little curtsy and then a little bow. Race gets up and celebrates. JYD starts to go after the crown but Heenan gets that and runs away. So JYD grabs the chair and hits Race with it. JYD grabs the robe as Moolah checks on Race. JYD gets the robe and leaves on the card. Vince McMahon interviews Hulk Hogan. Hogan says, well, you know, they said it was my last ride, man. Yesterday when I finished hanging and banging, when I jumped on Harley, man, as I went through the intersection, as I headed for the mountains, some of the non-believers in the gym said, see you later, Hulkster, man. This is your last ride. It ate me alive, brothers. When I felt the fury as I ripped, as I tore this shirt, as I headed for the sunset, man, I looked down, brothers, and as the sun beamed off the gold in my eyes, I realized that sooner or later, you gotta live and die, and you gotta face the truth. And for you, Andre the Giant, it's time to face the truth, brother, because when I think about what you and I have to do, man, what I have to do is nothing. All I have to do is merely beat a seven foot four, 550-pound giant. But Andre, you've got to face the truth, brother, in its purest form, man. The purest truth there is, man. The trainings, saying your prayers, eating the vitamins. And to beat me, man, you've got to beat every little Hulkamaniac, every little Hulkster in the world, everyone that plays it straight, all the ones that don't take any shortcuts, brother. And they usually say if the dirty air don't get you, the politicians will. But in this case, it's going to be Hulkamania. And the reason it's going to get you, man, it's the purest form of the truth there is. And I can't wait to see you go down at the feet of Hulkamania in front of 90,000 plus in the Silver Dome. What are you going to do, Andre the Giant, when the real truth, the 24-inch pythons, and Hulkamania runs wild on you? Hogan is intense here. The Rougeau brothers, Jacques and Ramon versus the Dream Team, Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine with Johnny V and Dino Bravo. Mean Gene interviews the Dream Team, and this is the infamous Parley Vu Scrambled Eggs Grandma promo from Johnny V. 
Jesse and Gorilla discuss Greg Valentine's new robe, the boas that Jesse used to wear, and the fact that the Federettes won't leave Jesse alone. Beefcake and Raymond start. They briefly lock up, but break just as quickly. Beefcake with a wrist lock into a hammer lock. Raymond flips behind Beefcake to get out of the move. An atomic drops Beefcake. Jacques tagged in. Double drop kick by the Rougeau brothers. Valentine tagged in and knees Jacques in the stomach. Back and forth with shots in the ring. Raymond tagged in. The Rougeau brothers do some leapfrogs on Valentine and Raymond hits him with a crossbody. He gets a two count. Jacques tagged back in. Raymond with an Irish whip and Jacques hits a back elbow. Gets a two count. Gorilla works in his nightmare for the dream team in the Rosemont Horizon at WrestleMania 2 line. If you're drinking at home, take a shot. Valentine reverses a corner whip. Jacques goes for a reverse crossbody, but Valentine ducks. Valentine drops an elbow on Jacques, then another one. Valentine with a scoop slam. Beefcake tagged in. He stomps on Jacques, gets another two count. Valentine tagged back in. Beefcake lifts Jacques up. Valentine hits him with a shot from the second rope and Beefcake hits a backbreaker on Jacques as Bobby Heenan has joined Gorilla and Jesse in the broadcast booth. Valentine puts the figure four on Jacques. Jesse welcomes Bobby to WrestleMania 3. Heenan says he's two for two at WrestleMania. Monsoon says he's one for three. They bicker over his record at WrestleMania 3. Valentine tries for a sunset flip. Jacques hits him and tags Ramon in. Ramon with a couple of shots and a back kick. Ramon with an Irish whip and a backdrop. Ramon with a sleeper to Valentine. Beefcake comes off the second rope with a double axe handle, but Ramon moves and he hits Valentine instead. Ramon holds Valentine for Jacques to come off the top rope and hit him, and Ramon rolls him up. The referee gets tied up with Jacques and Beefcake, allowing Bravo to come off the second rope and hit Ramon. He puts Valentine on top of Ramon, and Valentine gets the pin. Valentine, Bravo, and Johnny V leave Beefcake in the ring and yell at him. They then left in the cart without him. Flashback to what led up to the Roddy Piper-Adrian Adonis match. Roddy Piper retirement match. The loser gets his head shaved. Roddy Piper versus Adrian Adonis with Jimmy Hart. Piper interview. He says, do you think for one second on his way out that he was going to be humiliated? He says, no retreat, no surrender. Adonis and Hart booed heavily as they come out. Adonis brings hedge clippers out and Hart has a mirror. Both will come into play later. Previously, Mean Gene interviewed Hart and Adonis. They say Piper is going to look like a baboon's behind after he gets his head shaved. They say that after Piper gets Goodnight Irene, he's going to be Goodnight Roddy Piper with a haircut. Piper walks to ringside instead of taking the cart in a classic move. He says, come on, MFR, if you can read lips as he gets in the ring. He gets a standing ovation as he gets in. A Roddy chant goes out. They go back and forth in the ring with shots to begin. Piper takes his belt and starts whipping Adonis with it. Hart gets up on the apron and Piper wraps the belt around Hart's neck. Adonis hits Piper from behind with a forearm. Adonis gets the belt and starts whipping Piper. He straps Piper in the corner. Piper reverses a corner whip and Adonis goes upside down and out to ringside. Piper grabs Adonis to drag him back in. Hart grabs Adonis by his other arm and Piper drags him in too. Piper knocks Hart's and Adonis' heads together. He then Irish whips Hart into Adonis, and they both go over the top rope to the outside. The crowd cheers wildly. Piper drags Adonis back into the ring and unloads on him. Piper with a corner whip to Adonis. Hart climbs up on the apron, so Piper grabs him and throws him into Adonis. Piper with a side headlock. Adonis pushes off, and Hart trips Piper when he gets to the ropes. Adonis goes for Goodnight Irene, and Piper scrambles to the ropes to get away. Adonis scratches Piper's chest. Adonis with an Irish whip and a big clothesline. Adonis with a right hand to knock Piper up against the ropes. Adonis with another shot, and Piper comes back with an eye poke. Adonis with an elbow shot. Piper falls to the mat and falls to the outside. Adonis goes out after him. Adonis rams Piper's head first into the timekeeper's table. Piper gets up and Hart hits him in the stomach with the atomizer. Piper falls to the ground. Jesse then makes his Barry team, Braverman and Bloom, comments about his managers and it took me 30 years to figure out what he was saying. Adonis hitting shots on Piper up against the ropes and Piper telling him to just bring it. Adonis with a chop to Piper, back and forth in the ring. Piper knocked up against the ropes but grabs him to get back to his feet. 
Adonis gets the referee distracted, so Hart climbs up on the apron and sprays Piper in the face with the atomizer. Adonis puts the goodnight Irene sleeper on Piper. Piper with a hip lock takeover, but Adonis still has the sleeper on. Adonis gets back to his feet, and Piper drives him back into the corner to try to break the hold. He does it a second time, but Adonis still has the hold on. Piper goes down to a seated position. Piper starts to go out, and the referee is checking on him. The arm drops twice, and Adonis turns it loose before it drops a third time. Adonis goes over to celebrate with Hart, and Brutus Beefcake comes out of nowhere to revive Piper. This spills off of an earlier six-man tag, where Adonis accidentally cuts some of Beefcake's hair during the match. Piper gets back up. He hits Hart and ducks a shot from Adonis with the hedge clippers. The clippers hit the ropes and come back to hit Adonis. Piper puts Adonis into a sleeper of his own. Adonis goes out, and Piper wins the match. The crowd cheers wildly for Piper. Beefcake hands the hedge clippers to Piper. Beefcake starts to shave Adonis's head, and the barber is born. Piper gets Hart down on the mat and puts a boot on him so he can't interfere. Piper grabs some of the shaved hair and blows it away. Adonis gets up, and Piper goes behind him with the mirror, and Adonis turns around and punches the mirror and says WTF, if you can read lips. I've seen this show dozens of times and have never noticed this before. Adonis goes after Piper, who keeps easily avoiding him. Hart covers up Adonis' head with his jacket, and they leave. The crowd gives Piper another standing ovation as Howard Finkel announces him the winner in his farewell match. Piper kisses Finkel on his bald head. A fan comes in the ring to celebrate with Piper, who shakes his hand before security comes in to tackle the guy and take him away. Agents congratulate Piper as he leaves the ring, and he celebrates on the cart on the way back to the locker room. We then get our intermission. When they return, Mary Hart and Bob Euchre are with Gorilla, and Mary wants to know where Jesse is. Gorilla says he has insisted on being introduced to the crowd from inside the ring. Bob says that Jesse got jealous that he was with the fabulous Moolah. And that's where he is right now. Howard Finkel introduces Jesse to the crowd and he gets a good ovation as he climbs up on the apron. Jesse shakes the hands of Jimmy Hart, the Hart Foundation, and Danny Davis who are already in the ring for their match. Six-man tag team match. The Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart and Danny Davis with Jimmy Hart versus the British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid and Tito Santana with Matilda. They play an interview that Mean Gene did with the Hart Foundation from earlier. Hart says the whole world knows that the Hart Foundation are the world tag team champions, the greatest team in wrestling today. Now they are going to unleash their newest member, Danny Davis. He tells Tito Santana that if he wants a war, he's got a war. The British Bulldogs are the biggest crybabies that he has ever seen. He says when they finish with them, there's going to be nothing left. The faces come out to a good reaction. Gorilla tries to explain that Davis was responsible for all the faces losing their titles. As the British Bulldogs get into the ring, Matilda goes after Jimmy Hart. Santana and the Dynamite Kid run Neidhart and Brett into each other at ringside. Then the British Bulldogs throw Davis on top of the Hart Foundation at ringside. Santana and Brett start. Santana with some right hands to Brett. Santana with a corner whip. Brett tries to get his legs up to avoid the charge, but Santana grabs his legs and slams him down to the mat. Jesse is shown taking Matilda to the back in the motorized cart. Santana runs Brett face first into Smith's boot, and Smith tagged in. Neidhart tagged in. They lock up. Neidhart breaks it. They lock up again, and Smith was a side headlock. Mary Hart clears up the fact that she is not related to Jimmy Hart at all, but doesn't say anything about Brett. Neidhart pushes off. Smith runs into Brett, who is on the apron. He grabs Brett and runs him and Neidhart together. Dynamite Kid tagged in and heads butts Neidhart down. Santana tagged in and gets an armbar. Neidhart pushes Santana back to the heel's corner, and the referee admonishes him, allowing Brett and Davis to double-team Santana. Neidhart with a forearm to Santana. Another forearm and an Irish whip to Santana. Santana comes back with a leapfrog. Smith tagged in. Smith with some forearms. An Irish whip and a backdrop. Neidhart comes back with a double axe handle to Smith on the back to knock Smith down. Neidhart tags Brett and then slams Smith down. Hart misses the elbow drop from the second rope when Smith moves. Dynamite Kid tagged in. He picks Brett up by the hair and just slams him down. Dynamite Kid with a corner whip and Brett takes the move sternum first. Dynamite Kid with a clothesline. Dynamite Kid with a headbutt to a prone Brett. Neidhart breaks up a pin attempt 
and Santana comes in and beats Neidhart back to his corner. Brett with some right hands to Dynamite Kid in the corner. Brett beats Dynamite down in the corner and goes to tag someone in, but Dynamite Kid comes back with a headbutt and goes for a suplex until Neidhart comes in and hits Dynamite Kid in the back with a double axe handle. Santana comes back in to drive Neidhart back to his corner. Brett with a right hand to Dynamite Kid's face. Neidhart tagged in and has Dynamite Kid in a chin lock. He then hits a forearm on Dynamite Kid who is reaching out to help. Brett tagged in and Neidhart holds Dynamite Kid on his knee for Brett to hit an elbow drop from the second rope. Davis tagged in and kicks and stomps down on Dynamite Kid. Brett tagged in and the fans are booing Davis. Brett with some right hand shots to Dynamite Kid. Neidhart tagged in. Brett holds Dynamite Kid for Neidhart to hit with the right hand. Dynamite Kid trying to make it back to his corner. Holding on to the ropes as Neidhart hits him with the forearm. Brett tagged in and Neidhart holds Dynamite Kid for Brett to hit him in the stomach. Brett with a headbutt. Davis tagged in. He kicks Dynamite Kid. Brett tagged back in. Brett with the right hand to knock Dynamite Kid down. The Hart Foundation slingshot Davis in to land on Dynamite Kid who gets his knees up. Santana tagged in. He unloads with left and rights on Davis. Santana with an Irish whip and a backdrop. Santana knocks the Hart Foundation off of the apron and Santana with an Irish whip and a flying forearm on Davis. Santana hitting Davis with right hands. Santana goes for the figure four, but Neidhart comes in and hits him from behind. Smith tagged in. Irish whip and a clothesline to Davis. Smith runs Davis into Dynamite Kid's knee. Smith with a pile driver to Davis. Then a delayed suplex to Davis. Smith gets Davis up on his shoulder and hits a power slam. Neidhart breaks up the cover. Santana comes in and hits a flying forearm to Neidhart. All six men in. Referee tries to get them out, allowing Davis to hit Smith with Jimmy Hart's megaphone to get the pin. They replay the finish of the match, and then Bob and Mary depart the broadcast booth. Mean Gene interviews Bobby Heenan and Andre the Giant. Heenan says Andre is going to become the heavyweight champion of the world. Heenan says the man is undefeated in over 15 years as a professional athlete. Hulk Hogan has never been in the ring or met a man bigger than him, stronger than him, taller than him, that weighs more than him, and with a burning will inside of him more than Andre the Giant. A few short hours from now, that clock is ticking, and it is ticking in their direction, not Hulk Hogan's. Hulkamania is over. It's dead. The door is going to be shut on the history books of Hulk Hogan once and for all. There is a new heavyweight champion of the world. The odds on favorite in Las Vegas and all over the wrestling world. They're picking Andre the Giant. Nobody can defeat this man. Nobody can even come close to defeating this man. And Hogan, he knows what is happening to you because it is happening to him. The butterflies are in his stomach. The adrenaline is flowing through his veins and he is getting ready. Because he is going to manage the heavyweight champion of the world. You had three good years. You have nothing to look back on. But it's over. Andre the Giant. The new heavyweight champion of the world. Butch Reed with Slick. Versus Coco Beware with Frankie. Slick and Reed yelling at Ware before the match. Jesse says of course the B stands for Buckwheat. And he has a brother named Stymie who wears a derby. As we have reached the insensitivity portion of our program. The bell rings and they circle each other. They lock up, go to the ropes. Reed goes for a right hand. Ware moves and goes to hit Reed with a right hand and Reed ducks out of the way. They lock up again, back to the ropes and break again. Lock up again and Monsoon says Slick calls himself the master of style when it's the doctor of style and Gorilla needs to respect Slick's education credentials. Back to the ropes and Reed with a right hand to Ware, then a forearm to Ware. Reed with another forearm and an Irish whip. Ware ducks a back elbow and slips out of a scoop slam attempt. He goes to roll Reed up, but Reed holds on to the ropes. He turns around and Ware hits him with a drop kick to knock Reed to the outside. Reed regroups with Slick briefly before getting back in. Ware with an Irish whip and a right hand to Reed's midsection. Another one knocks Reed to the mat. Back up, Ware with an Irish whip. But Ware drops his head early and Reed hits him with a forearm to the back. Reed with a side headlock and a shot to Ware's throat. Boot to Ware's head. Ware run into the turnbuckle head first. Ware reverses a corner whip and hip locks Reed out of the corner. Ware hitting Reed with right and left hands, then a drop kick to knock Reed down. He gets a close two count. Ware with a side headlock and a right hand. Reed reverses an Irish whip. Ware ducks a clothesline attempt and comes back with a crossbody to Reed. But Reed rolls through 
and pins Ware with a handful of tights. Ware hits Reed with the right hand to knock him to the outside. Slick with a shot to Ware's back with the cane. Tito Santana shows up and goes after Slick. He grabs Slick and starts ripping his clothes off. Slick runs away down the aisle as Ware and Santana double drop kick Reed. He runs away and the faces celebrate in the ring. Flashback to what has led up to the Ricky Steamboat Randy Savage match. Randy Savage is in the interview area alone with the Intercontinental title. He says he was in a state of shock when Ricky Steamboat came back. He says this time in front of the largest audience in the world. He will not only embarrass Steamboat, not only pin him with the 1-2-3, but he's going to put Steamboat out of wrestling for good. He says he is the lord and master of the ring, and Steamboat is going to find that out. One athlete to another, right now. History beckons the Macho Man. WWF Intercontinental Championship match. Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth versus Ricky Steamboat with George Steele. Savage and Elizabeth out first. Gorilla and Jesse acknowledge that Savage is getting some cheers. Mean Gene interviews Ricky Steamboat. Mean Gene says this could be Steamboat's last shot at Randy Savage and the Intercontinental title. Steamboat says his last opportunity. Randy Savage, the day has finally come. The minutes, the second, we have reached our moment. As we climb into the ring, we clash like two titans. But there will only be one winner. One winner, Savage. This dragon is breathing fire. This dragon will scorch your back. He will come away with the championship belt and see new horizons. Steamboat out next with Steel. Steamboat with a big reaction from the crowd when he comes out. The bell rings. Slow to start. Savage bounces off the ropes. They start to circle each other. They lock up. Savage goes to pull the hair, but Steamboat pushes off. They lock up again. Savage with a go behind. Steamboat with a takeover to break the hold. Both back to their feet. Savage goes to the outside by Elizabeth when Steel gets too close. Savage moves Elizabeth to the, another corner of the ring. Savage back in the ring. They lock up again. Savage with a knee to the stomach. Savage with an Irish whip. Steamboat ducks underneath the clothesline attempt and hits a nice looking arm drag. Steamboat goes off the ropes. Savage goes to punch him and Steamboat slides through Savage's legs. Then another arm drag by Steamboat and then he lifts Savage up by the throat before throwing him down to the mat. Savage rolls to the outside to regroup. Steamboat goes out after him, and Savage hits him as soon as he gets back in. Savage kicks Steamboat in the chest. Savage then grabs Steamboat by the hair and pushes him throat first down on the top rope, choking him. He then slingshots him backwards off the rope. He gets a one count. Savage with an elbow to Steamboat. He gets Steamboat in the corner and grabs his face. Referee Dave Hepner breaks it up. A Steamboat chant goes out. Savage charges into the corner, but Steamboat moves out of the way. Steamboat grabs Savage by the arm, lifts him up, and slams him down. Steamboat takes Savage over to the ropes, drapes his arm over the ropes, and drops off the apron, driving the arm down. Steamboat gets back in the ring and gets a wrist lock on Savage. He drives his hand into the arm. Savage grabs a handful of hair and pushes off. He hits Steamboat with a back elbow. Savage grabs his own elbow and he is hurt. Savage grabs Steamboat and throws him up and over to the outside from the corner. The referee starts counting Steamboat out. Steamboat tries to get up onto the apron, but gets cut off and kicked back to the floor by Savage. Hebner goes back to counting Steamboat out after being interrupted by Savage. Savage reaches down and grabs Steamboat by the hair and pulls him up onto the apron. He turns Steamboat over and drives an elbow into his throat. Steamboat goes down on the apron, and Savage comes over and kicks him, and Steamboat falls back to the floor. Savage gets Steamboat back on the apron and snap mares him in. Savage gets Steamboat up on his knees and delivers another elbow to the head. Hooks his shoulders down and gets another two count. Savage drops a knee on Steamboat's throat, gets another two count. Savage grabs Steamboat by the hair and goes to ram him into the turnbuckle head first. But Steamboat blocks it and runs Savage in instead. Steamboat with several karate thrusts to Savage in the corner. Steamboat hitting Savage with chops and thrusts until they reach the far side of the ring, and Savage gets tied up in the ropes. Steamboat hits Savage in the head with karate thrusts until Hebner counts to three. Then Steamboat backs off. Hebner tries to get Savage loose, and Steamboat hits him again. Steamboat tries it again, but Savage kicks him at the same time as Hebner gets Savage loose. Steamboat reverses an Irish whip. Savage stops and then reverses another Irish whip. Steamboat comes back with a crossbody, gets a two count. 
Steamboat with an arm drag. Steamboat comes up with a wrist lock. Savage pushes off and Steamboat comes back with a shoulder block. Gets a quick two count. Steamboat with another two count. Steamboat goes for another shoulder block, but Savage grabs him by the hair and throws him towards the ropes. Steamboat runs chest first into the ropes and Savage hits him from behind with a high knee. Savage grabs Steamboat by the hair and throws him out, but Steamboat grabs the ropes and skins the cat to come back in. Savage sees this and immediately clotheslines Steamboat to the outside. Steel comes over to check on Steamboat. Savage comes from behind as Steamboat gets up and hits Steamboat with a high knee from behind to drive Steamboat into and across the timekeeper's table and Steamboat lands over the barricade into the crowd. Hebner reprimands Savage in the ring and Jesse says he should be counting Steamboat. Steel picks Steamboat up and brings him back over the barricade and onto the apron. Savage grabs Steamboat. Savage drives Steamboat across the ring and out on the other side. Savage climbs to the top rope and hits Steamboat with a double axe handle. Savage goes back inside to break the count, and Jesse complains that Hebner is counting slow. Savage goes outside and grabs Steamboat and throws him back in the ring. Savage climbs to the top rope. He hits Steamboat with another double axe handle, then a running elbow to Steamboat's head. Gets a two count. Savage takes Steamboat by the hair and guillotines him on the top rope. Savage gets another two count. Savage with an atomic drop. He gets another two count. Savage hits a suplex, gets another two count. Savage goes to hit Steamboat with an elbow, but Steamboat blocks it and hits Savage with some karate strikes. Savage comes back with an eye gouge. Savage hits a gut wrench suplex and gets a two count. Steamboat with a shot to Savage's midsection. Savage goes for another atomic drop, but Steamboat slips behind him. Steamboat with some more karate thrusts. Steamboat with an Irish whip. He drops his head early, and Savage kicks him in the face. Savage rushes Steamboat, who backdrops Savage outside to the floor. Steamboat goes after Savage and drives his head into the apron. He throws Savage back in and climbs up to the top. He hits him with a knife chop to the top rope. Steamboat gets a two count, but Savage gets to the ropes. Steamboat with an Irish whip and a shot to the chest of Savage. Gets another two count. Steamboat with a karate thrust to the face. Steamboat with more chops to Savage as Savage rolls away trying to avoid the chops. Savage gets to the apron. Steamboat with another karate thrust to knock Savage down. Savage falls to the outside. Savage gets up. Steamboat comes out after him, so Savage goes to another side of the ring to get back in. Steamboat gets up on the apron. Shoulder blocks and Sunset flips Savage. Savage holding onto the rope to try to avoid going down. He can't hold on and Steamboat gets a two count. Steamboat ducks a clothesline attempt and rolls Savage up for another two count. Steamboat with a reverse double leg hook for another two count. Steamboat with a small package for another two count. Steamboat with a scoop slam. Steamboat slingshot Savage chest first into the turnbuckle. Steamboat hooks legs from behind for another two count. Steamboat rolls Savage up for a two count. Savage reverses it and gets a two count with a handful of tights. Steamboat pushes Savage off with his legs. Steamboat with more karate thrust to Savage's face as Gorilla and Jesse argue over the job Dave Hebner is doing as referee. Savage grabs Steamboat and runs him shoulder first into the corner post. A double reversal of a corner whip and Savage sends Steamboat straight into Dave Hepner to knock him out. Savage with an Irish whip and a clothesline. Savage goes to the top rope. He hits an elbow on Steamboat and covers him, but there is no referee to count. Savage goes over to check on Hebner. Savage goes out and gets the bell away from the timekeeper. He goes to climb up to the top, but Steel grabs the bell away from him. Savage hits Steel with a knee from the apron. Savage grabs the bell again and climbs to the top rope, but Steel pushes him off into the ring. Savage goes to pick Steamboat up, but Steamboat gets a small package to pin Savage, new Intercontinental Champion. The crowd goes wild. Howard Finkel announces Steamboat as the new champion. Steel raises Steamboat's hand, and Steamboat raises the Intercontinental Championship with the other hand. Savage is arguing with David Hepner as Steel and Steamboat leave on a cart. Savage and Liz then leave on a cart, and Savage is looking dejected as Gorilla and Jesse argue over Steel interfering in the match. Mean Gene interviews Alice Cooper and the Jake Roberts. They show the clip of the honky-tonk man hitting Roberts with a guitar on the snake pit. Roberts says of course he remembers it and, pull, and puts it all on Jimmy Hart because he says honky-tonk man isn't smart enough to come up with it on his own. He tells honky-tonk man when he takes a shot at a man like him, you better make that shot count, and Honky Tonk Man didn't. Roberts is still walking, and that's all he needs to do is to get in the ring 
and have his way with Honky Tonk Man. Alice Cooper says he's going to be watching Jimmy Hart and that this is also his hometown and the hometown of heavy metal. Jake Roberts with Alice Cooper and Damien versus the Honky Tonk Man with Jimmy Hart. Roberts and Cooper get a huge ovation as they come out. Mean Gene interviews the Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart. Honky Tonk Man says 90,000 people are waiting to hear him sing and dance. They're going to listen to his music and not some nightmare song by Alice Cooper. If Alice Cooper thinks he's going to put his hands on the colonel, you'll never get the chance. Honky Tonk Man is going to sing and dance for everybody who has supported him. Gorilla says he doesn't want to hear Honky Tonk Man sing. Jesse asks him if he wants to hear Alice sing and Gorilla says yes or anyone else for that matter. The crowd boos Honky Tonk Man and Hart on their way to the ring. Roberts attacks HTM on the apron before he can get his jumpsuit off. Roberts with a series of short jabs to Honky Tonk Man. Several more shots knock Honky Tonk Man down, but Roberts picks him right back up. Honky Tonk Man reverses an Irish whip, but drops his head too early, and Roberts hits him with a knee lift to the face. Honky Tonk Man rolls to the outside to regroup and gets his gear off. Roberts follows him to the outside and starts tearing the jumpsuit off. A series of jabs knocks Honky Tonk Man to the ground, and Roberts pulls the jumpsuit off. Roberts then throws Honky Tonk Man back inside the ring. Honky Tonk Man quickly goes across the ring and out to the other side, but Roberts follows. Roberts scoop slams Honky Tonk Man on the outside. He then hits him in the face and throws Honky Tonk Man back in. Roberts with a corner whip, and Honky Tonk Man gets his knees up on the charge. Honky Tonk Man with a double axe handle to Roberts on the back. Honky Tonk Man grabs Roberts by the arm and kicks him in the ribs. Honky Tonk Man then punches Roberts several times in the face as Roberts makes it back to his feet. Roberts finally ducks a shot and hits a shot of his own. He then follows that up with a short clothesline to Honky Tonk Man. Roberts signaling for the DDT, and you can see Damon wriggling in the sack to be let out. Roberts goes for the DDT, but Honky Tonk Man rolls to the outside to avoid it. Roberts follows him out and nails him on the floor. Hart provokes Roberts, who starts to go after him, but changes his mind and catches Honky Tonk Man with a shot when Honky Tonk Man was coming up from behind to hit Roberts with a shot. Honky Tonk Man reverses an Irish whip attempt and sends Roberts straight into the ring post. Roberts falls over the barricade. Cooper comes over to help Roberts as Honky Tonk Man celebrates back in the ring. Roberts climbs up on the apron, and Honky Tonk Man comes over and drops a knee on Roberts to drive him back to the floor. Honky Tonk Man brings Roberts back up to the apron and hits another knee to drop him back down to the floor again. Roberts finally gets back in the ring as a Jake chant goes out. Scoop slammed by Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man hits a fist drop from the second rope. Roberts back up and Honky Tonk Man kicks him in the ribs. Then another kick. He then punches Roberts twice. Roberts swings wildly and Honky Tonk Man hits him with another shot to knock him down. Honky Tonk Man drops a double axe handle on Roberts. Honky Tonk Man with an Irish whip and a back elbow. Honky Tonk Man drops another elbow. Honky Tonk Man picks Roberts back up and starts to go for the shake, rattle, and roll. Roberts counters and backdrops Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man shoulder tackles Roberts on the backside in the corner and starts punching Roberts on the turnbuckle. Roberts comes back with an inverted atomic drop as a DDT chant goes out. Honky Tonk Man goes for a double axe handle and Roberts trying to keep him away with kicks. Then a series of punches knocks Honky Tonk Man to the ground. Honky Tonk Man begging off. Roberts with an Irish whip and a backdrop to Honky Tonk Man. A right hand by Roberts knocks Honky Tonk Man out to the apron. Honky Tonk Man gets caught between the ropes and it catapults him when Roberts punches him. Honky Tonk Man finally falls in the ring and Roberts signals for the DDT. He grabs Honky Tonk Man, but Hart grabs Roberts' legs before he can hit the move. Honky Tonk Man rolls Roberts up from behind and pins Roberts, holding on to the ropes. Roberts goes out and grabs Honky Tonk Man's guitar and goes to hit him with it, but Honky Tonk Man ducks and Roberts breaks the guitar on the ring post. Honky Tonk Man takes off towards the back. Hart is in the ring and Cooper comes in to a big ovation. Hart acts like he wants to take Alice on and Roberts grabs Hart from behind and puts him in a full Nelson. Cooper gets Damien and goes to put it on Hart, who is kicking Wiley, trying to get away. Roberts then throws Hart down. He throws Damien on Hart, who quickly gets out of the ring. Honky Tonk Man grabs him and they run back down the aisle. Roberts and Cooper celebrate in the ring. Howard Finkel then introduces Mean Gene, who announces the attendance record of 93,173. 
The crowd cheers loudly and Jesse says, wow, as Gorilla repeats the number and the graphic shows the number and says world indoor record. Jesse says it broke the record of the Rolling Stones set in New Orleans. Jesse says he and Gorilla weren't counted and it should be 93,175. There have been numerous claims since WrestleMania 3 that the quoted attendance figure of 93,173, which established a world record attendance for an indoor event was false and that the real attendance figure was only around 78,000. This was based on claims by David Meltzer upon receiving information from the event's promoter Zane Breslov and that wrestling promoters, including Vince McMahon, were known to regularly inflate attendance figures to make things look better. While the WWE and Silverdome management have always maintained that the 93,173 figure is correct, debate continues among wrestling fans as to what the true attendance was on the day. Also, Meltzer claimed that the 1992 SummerSlam at Wembley did 79,127, more than WrestleMania 3. The record would be decisively broken by WrestleMania 32 in 2016. Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik with Slick versus the Killer Bees, B. Brian Blair and Jim Brunzel. The heels are heavily booed as they come down to the ring. Sheik does his Iron number one, Russian number one gimmick. Slick asks Finkel to make everyone stand and respect the singing of the Soviet national anthem. He starts a, to a chorus of boos until Jim Duggan comes down with his two by four. Duggan clears the ring and it is full of trash that people have been throwing in. Duggan gets on the mic and tells Volkov that he's not singing the Russian national anthem because this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. The killer bees get a good reaction when they come out. The heels jump the bees as soon as the bell rings. They get the bees in opposite corners and start to pound on them as the referee tries to get some control and Duggan is marching around with the 2x4. The bees reverse double corner whips and send both heels crashing back into opposite corners. The bees then with corner whips, but the heels do si do in the middle of the ring and charge back, but both bees punch them. Volkov tossed out. Blair Atomic drops Sheik and Brunzel does a double clap against his ears. Blair picks Sheik up, tags Brunzel in, and they double Irish whip and double back elbow Sheik. Brunzel with a wrist lock and tags Blair in. Blair with an elbow smash to Sheik from the second rope. Blair with a wrist lock and Brunzel tagged in. He continues the wrist lock and tags Blair back in. A lot of quick tags by the faces. Double Irish whip and a double hip toss. Brunzel puts Sheik's head between his legs and jumps down. Brunzel with a wrist lock and Blair tagged back in. Blair off the ropes with another elbow smash. Brunzel tagged in. Blair with an Irish whip to Sheik and Brunzel hits him with a drop kick. Volkov comes in to break up the pin attempt. All four men in and the referee makes Blair get out, allowing the heels to double team Brunzel. They get him down and Volkov starts to stomp him. Volkov with an Irish whip and a knee to the stomach of Brunzel. Then a running kick to Brunzel and a forearm to the back. Sheik tagged in. Sheik with an Irish whip and a throat thrust. Gets a two count. He runs Brunzel into Volkov's boot and Volkov tagged in. Volkov with an Irish whip misses a clothesline attempt. Brunzel attempts a flying elbow coming off the ropes, but Volkov catches him in a bear hug. Brunzel punching Volkov in the face trying to get out of the move. A double clap on the head makes Volkov break the hold. Sheik tagged in. He hits a gut rent suplex. Gets a two count. Sheik hits another suplex. He gets a two count. Sheik with another Irish whip. And Brunzel comes back with a high knee. Volkov comes in and the referee tries to get him out, missing Brunzel tacking Blair in. He tries to get Blair out and a Volkov comes back in and the heels are double teaming Blair. Double Irish whip and a back elbow to Brunzel. Blair knocked off of the apron. Slick comes over to Blair, bringing Duggan over to chase Slick away. Duggan then starts chasing Volkov around the ring. Sheik gets the camel clutch on Brunzel in the ring. Volkov gets chased into the ring by Duggan, who stops and nails the Sheik with the 2x4, and the heels win by disqualification. What a stupid move by Duggan. Howard Finkel announces the winners, and Duggan gets on the mic and tells the Sheik and Volkov an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. He says if they don't want to play by the rules, then neither do they. No word on whether he was also speaking for the Killer Bees. Duggan says, understand one thing. There's a new spirit in America, and you can hear it now. He then starts a USA chant. They replay the ending of the match. Mean Gene interviews Andre the Giant and Bobby Heenan. Andre says he's going to go to the ring 
It won't take him too long. And he's going to come back here in front of the cameras with the world championship belt around his waist. Heenan says he can feel it. The adrenaline is going. Andre is going to make him famous. He's going to become the heavyweight champion of the world. And Bobby is going to go down in the history books as the manager of the world's heavyweight champion. He says he's ready and Hulk Hogan better be ready. They recap the Hulk Hogan-Andre the Giant feud. Savage Steamboat may have stolen the show, but Hogan and Andre is what brought them there. Mean Gene interviews Hulk Hogan. Moments away from the biggest heavyweight title defense for this man ever. Hulk Hogan, you gotta be ready. Well, you know, I hope Pontiac Michigan recovers, man. I'm glad I snuck in early last night, brother. I didn't realize the interstate, the Pontiac Silverdome was in danger. Not the 90,000 plus on the inside. It's the 90,000 plus on the outside of the Silverdome. Those are the ones I'm worried about because when I get my hands on that big, nasty giant, when he faces the truth, when he feels the wrath of Hulkamania, the day the whole earth is going to shake. What are those 90,000 plus Hulkamaniacs on the outside going to think? I'm not worried about the people at the closed circuit. I'm not worried about the people all around the world. They'll see it. But the intensity of Hulkamania, the way it's turned this whole state upside down, the way the whole world's turned upside down, what are they going to think when the giant hits the ground? He feels the wrath of Hulkamania and the whole world shakes at my feet. We could conceivably blow the roof off this great facility, the Silver Dome. Right now, let's go back to the booth. Howard Finkel introduces Bob Euchre as the special guest ring announcer. Jesse does his Terry Tyrell and Jade WrestleMania greeting. Euchre comes in and introduces Mary Hart as the special guest timekeeper. She and Euchre check things out and are overwhelmed at the people. Main event for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant with Bobby Heenan. Jesse gives the tail of the tape for both competitors as they come out. Hogan gets a tremendous reaction when he comes out. They are face to face and Andre is staring at Hogan with disdain. Andre shoves Hogan, who shoves Andre back. Hogan blocks a right hand from Andre and hits one of his own. Several more right hands, but Andre will not go down. Hogan goes for a slam, but Andre falls on Hogan. He gets that early controversial two count that they will use to continue the feud for another year. Hogan trying to get up, but Andre kicks him from behind in the back. Andre gets Hogan in a front face lock and hits him with a forearm to the back. Andre focuses on the back with forearm shots as Heenan keeps screaming at referee Joey Morella that the previous count was a three count. Hogan collapses to the mat in pain after the forearm shots to the back. Andre telling Hogan to get up. Hogan struggles to get back up and Andre hits him with a forearm. He then slams Hogan's head down on Andre's knee. Andre with a scoop slam. Hogan's back is hurting. Andre says get up. Hogan gets back to his feet. Andre slams him again. Andre then steps directly on Hogan's back. Andre picks Hogan up and corner whips him. He then corner whips him to the opposite corner and Hogan hits the corner back first. Andre comes over and drives his shoulder into Hogan several times. Andre then turns around and drives his whole body backwards into Hogan. Andre with a headbutt. Andre goes to headbutt Hogan again, but he slips away from Andre. Hogan with some punches to Andre. Off the ropes with a big punch. An elbow to Andre off the ropes. Hogan chomping Andre in the corner. He rams Andre headfirst several times in the corner. Hogan goes for a clothesline in the corner, but Andre gets his boots up on the charge. Heenan screams at Andre, are you alright? And Andre nods at Heenan. Andre chops Hogan and gets him in a bear hug. Hogan fighting to get out of it. Morella checking closely to see if Hogan wants to give up. Heenan yelling to ring the bell. Hogan getting weaker, but trying to hulk up. Hogan's arm drops twice, but not the third time. Hogan fighting back, hitting Andre with several punches. He finally breaks the hold. Hogan off the ropes and collides with Andre, but doesn't knock him down. Another shoulder block and Andre still will not go down. He tries it a third time, and Andre drops Hogan with one chop. Andre with an Irish whip and nails Hogan with a big boot that knocks Hogan to the outside. Andre follows Hogan out and chops him. Andre has Hogan up against the post and goes to headbutt him, but Hogan moves and Andre headbutts the post instead. Hogan crawls around to the other side and pulls the blue mat up from the ringside area. He goes to pile drive Andre into the floor, but Andre reverses it and back drops Hogan on the concrete. Andre throws Hogan back in the ring. Andre with an Irish whip. Hogan avoids the big boot and comes back with a clothesline to knock Andre down. 
Heaney comes over to check on Andre as Hogan starts to hulk up. The crowd comes to life. Hogan picks Andre up and slams him to the roar and approval of the crowd. Leg drop and pin. The crowd goes crazy. Gorilla and Jesse can't believe it. Heenan is throwing a fit and Andre looking stunned as Morella raises Hogan's hand and presents him with the championship. Hogan thanking the big guy upstairs as Euchre announces Hogan as the winner. Hogan must pose. Heenan and Andre shown leaving on the cart and Heenan looking dejected. Jesse and Gorilla discuss the main event. Hogan shown leaving on a cart. They replay the end of the main event. Jesse and Gorilla then discuss some of the things that have happened that night before signing off from the Silver Dome. Shots from the event are shown over Aretha Franklin singing. Final thoughts. What can you say about the show that hasn't been said already? It set the stage for the next 30 years in wrestling. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TheJoyHairs. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joy saying so long from Stately, Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.